Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, episode 471. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie, and we are back in the studio, and Toy Fair has been fully absorbed. What an exciting trip it was. So much there. Hasbro still playing coy, not saying a whole lot, but as soon as we got back, some new stuff started to hit shelves. It's been kind of fun. We got a great show this week. We're going to have Andrew here talking about Hot Toys. We're going to be reviewing Wave 3 of the Black Series 6-inch figures, all two of them. (laughs) We've got titanium helmets in hand. We're going to be talking about all of that. But before we get to it, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's gone to Podbean, followed us. I know we kind of bribed you with that sideshow contest, and I do want to congratulate our winner, Juan Pablo who was one of the people who retweeted us and followed us on Twitter. Congratulations, you won that Sideshow six-scale Boba Fett figure. But for all the people who followed us at Podbean, I'd like to just remind you we're also doing a crowdfunding through Podbean. A lot of great rewards there. Marjorie has a box of stoof. Yes, I have my very own blind boxed kind of thing going monthly subscription. I will curate a box for you and it's only limited to one person that's going to have you know stuff we have extra of it could be something that i found at a convention that's really cool you never know your but it's going to be really cool and fun stuff it'll be like christmas every month for you yeah i'm really excited i mean we've only been doing this a couple of weeks we're already 17 percent towards our first funding goal and that's going to be even more important in the weeks to come we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show but Thank you to everyone out there. And again, if you enjoy this show and the fact that we do it on average twice a month, actually, I think it's what, 2.25 times a month as we do 26 a year plus bonus shows. If you consider just pledging a dollar per show, $2 a month, far less than the Starbucks we're drinking right now. (laughs) And just to be clear and let everyone know that this money is not being used to fund collectibles. No, this is not going into the Sissonian. This is not going to statues or figures or anything like that. It's going to the show. It's going to the staff. It's going to the equipment. But now let's get into this week's Star Wars collecting news. 
the biggest news. Everybody was on pins and needles. I mean, as soon as The Force Awakens was in theaters, they were selling the digital copies that came with those three prints that I picked them up at Toys R Us because I wasn't being that bright. And I didn't realize it was $5 cheaper if I'd gone to Best Buy or Walmart. Yeah, you were there. You go to Toys R Us more than you go to Best Buy. But when you bought the digital copy, the big question was, when? When do I get my digital copy? And there'd been a lot of rumors swirling around mid-March. Well, it came to be March and still nobody knew. And then when would the Blu-rays come out? And it's sometimes been two to four weeks between the video on demand and the DVDs anymore. The Marvel movies have had like a two to four week gap where they want you to pay for it up front. You can't rent it digitally, but you can buy it on iTunes and things. And then a few weeks later, you can rent it or get the physical media. Well, this week, all the news came straight from StarWars.com. Digital on April Fool's Day. (laughs) Where I think the biggest prank is going to be that so many people will be hitting the servers that you don't actually get to download it. Oh, you purchased the movie. You want to download it? April Fool's. And then the Blu-ray, only a few days later, April 5th. So not that big of a gap. And one thing I wondered about Star Wars, one of my favorite things about Disney, I've been known to say a few negative things about Disney with their buying senators and their copyright laws and their firing workers to bring in cheaper workers on visa to work in their IT departments. There's that. There's also the cease and desist they sent over a figure we found at a Walmart or Justin found to give credit where credit's due. Poor Justin couldn't play any Facebook games for like a whole day. I know. I don't know how he lived without Candy Crush for that long, but- One thing they do that's totally awesome, and if you've never bought one of the Marvel movies or one of the Disney movies, you haven't been exposed to this, they have what they call Disney Movies Anywhere. And what that means is when you buy the movie that has the digital copy, you go to the Disney Movies Anywhere site, you register for free, you enter the code there, and then you can get that movie on iTunes and on Amazon and on Vudu and on Google and on Microsoft, all those video platforms you get the digital copies for. That is really handy because I will say that I love that any of the Marvel movies you can put on my iPad before we travel. Yeah, I am an iTunes guy. I've got Apple TVs, so that's handy. But I have a Microsoft Surface. Sometimes I don't want to use iTunes to download it. I want something else, and so I have that option. Admittedly, the paranoid part of my brain says maybe someday these agreements will end and then will I have any of them anywhere. But right now, when you buy the physical copy with that digital code, you get all of those options. The real benefit is with the Marvel movies, sometimes Voodoo has had exclusive digital content and iTunes has had different exclusive digital content. Thanks to Disney movies anywhere, I get it all. So you don't actually have to buy multiple digital copies to get all that exclusive content. And you sound like a commercial, Arnie. I know, but it's the actual (laughs) thing I love about that series. I wish that when they did the Star Wars movies in Steelbook previously, I was looking, were there digital codes? I was really hoping for the digital codes because I can't bring myself to pay for digital movies when I can rip them myself for personal use. But if they offer me a digital code and save me that work, well, hallelujah. Well, since you love tangible media, let's run down the stores that have exclusives because as per a typical DVD release, there are three stores you're going to have to hit to get anything. 
And this is for the States. There yes. are other exclusives internationally, like that Zavi Steelbook that's already gone up for pre-order a long time ago. Well, speaking of Steelbooks, you probably need to pre-order your Steelbook at Best Buy. Because getting a Steelbook the day of release, forget it. At least for the Marvel films. There's always one guy at every single Best Buy I've ever been to that goes in and just buys them all, sweeps them all in his hand like a supermarket sweep, and then you're not getting it. So pre-order your Steelbook, folks. Now, according to Blu-ray.com, where I get a lot of my Blu-ray news, if you pre-order from Best Buy, you probably want to maybe pre-order two copies, one for pickup and one for shipping, because neither one is tremendous. I've heard a lot of people who have them delivered say they get dented steelbooks because they're just in padded envelopes. I have had my last few Marvel steelbooks delivered and had no problem, but I do hear that quite a bit. I've likewise heard from people who pre-order and choose store pickup that they go in and because the store has had such popularity and they sell out so quick, they've actually run out of stock before you can come in and pick up your order. But I thought that reserves it. Obviously, they don't understand the concept of a reservation, as Seinfeld once said. Yeah, yeah. So, to make sure you have one option, that isn't a bad choice. I immediately rush. Steelbooks are highly, highly collectible. I think Steve from the UK sent me a bug in one of his packages around the holidays that bit me, that gave me the steelbook addiction, because I'm like, I don't need steelbooks, oh, I need them all. Yeah, that was a very quick change. Steve picked you up one, and all of a sudden, it's like your hands touched it, and your eyes turned all black, and you're like, where do I buy more? I need more. Yeah, yeah, it was almost as fast as Anakin's turn to the dark side. Yeah, it, it was lickety-split. Yeah. Now, over at Target, they're going to have an exclusive combo pack that has exclusive packaging. Of course, because every store is going to have their own packaging. You get an added 20 minutes of bonus content, including never-before-seen interviews with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. They're also going to have a more in-depth look at movies, costumes, and weaponry. Now, this, as I understand it, is digital-only content. So it's not like you're getting an extra disc. And I know there's a lot of people who aren't fans of that. And you included, because I know you love tangible things. You know, it's not tangible. It's the fact that it's only available to stream from their servers, and they could take it offline at any time. And you like to hoard bits and bytes? I'm yeah. just going to say, I'm not an advocate of piracy ever. I don't believe in it at all. However, for personal use, fair use has a lot of leeway, and Windows 10 has a built-in screen recorder software. I'm just going to put it at that. For personal use only. That's what I do every time Target has exclusive digital content so that I can actually play it on, like, my Apple TV. That's true. That is kind of nice to be able to do that instead of on a computer screen. Walmart, of course, is not being left out of the game. Which is interesting because they've skipped the past couple Marvel movies. Well, after the Captain America Winter Soldier with, what, five different covers, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy had, like, a number of different covers, and it was just a slip cover, so same DVD package inside that just had that cardboard slip cover over. Mm -hmm. It was getting kind of expensive to buy DVDs at Walmart because you had to buy them all, and I wonder if also when they did that, they got stuck with certain characters. Like, I will tell you, no one was buying Gamora on her cover. Captain America, everyone is buying all of them because Team Cap. But I wonder if when they do that, because they do that with other movies too, not just Marvel movies. I, I see that when I go there. And I wonder if they get stuck with certain ones and they just don't sell. 
I wonder if it has something to do with Disney movies anywhere, as Walmart has an agreement with Voodoo where oh. you buy a movie at Walmart, certain titles only, mind you, and you get what they call auto rip, where you can get that movie through Voodoo. And since Disney movies anywhere, they're not doing that Voodoo thing. I just wondered if there might be that disagreement. And let's keep in mind, Blu-ray sales are in the toilet. True. This is why bonus features and things like that have gone down is because the studios just aren't making the money on the home video releases, at least through physical media, that they used to. We're transforming to a digital age. So I wonder if that's also a reason. I mean, keep in mind, when Revenge of the Sith came out, there were like eight exclusives. Now we have three. And Walmart's, it's another slipcover. I guarantee it's going to be popular because it's BB-8. Yes, that would be the one to get. And if they put them out at midnight, we have to be there at midnight to get BB-8. I've already pre-ordered all three. Oh, sweet. I didn't know you could pre-order at Walmart. A lot of times they don't do that. Yes, I have pre-ordered all three. The one that was difficult, actually Best Buy, was my first stop. The Steelbooks. This went on sale on a Thursday. I'm surprised we're recording this on Saturday. They still have them for pre-order. I really thought that it might go that fast. That said, it's all about supply and demand. Maybe they're having a much bigger supply of Force Awakens steelbooks than they did, say, Ant-Man steelbooks. I'm a little surprised that there's not an Amazon exclusive because they made a DVD orb from Guardians of the Galaxy that you only could get on Amazon. Yeah, and that's, again, a Disney property. They were the only place where you could get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter on physical media. But at the moment... They have not announced any exclusives. That isn't to say there might not be some that come later on. Let's keep in mind, there's no 3D release coming either. This is only for Blu-ray 2D. They've said that the 3D release may come later in the year. Ooh, a special edition, maybe. Maybe a box set where they finally release the prequels in 3D as well. I can hope. What I've read on our Facebook page and... Listeners, come to our forums and let me know if this is right. I've heard that 3D for home viewing is kind of dying. Like, people just weren't actually buying the more expensive 3D discs, and that certain manufacturers aren't even going to offer 3D in their 2016 high-end TV models. It's all about 4K now, not 3D. And see, I don't see that catching on either. I think people like the experience, because 3D makes it an experience when you go to a theater, because honestly, we can recreate the theater experience in our house without going to a theater and I can do it in my pajamas and pause the movie when I have to use the restroom. But for 3D, it feels more special when you go out for it. Admittedly, we never break out the 3D glasses at home, but I have a few times alone. I like to see a movie as it's intended by the director. If the movie was filmed in 3D, I want to see it in 3D. If not, then not. And like The Force Awakens is kind of a hybrid because a lot of the effects were done with 3D in mind, like that awesome Star Destroyer that flies out at you and the Millennium Falcon chase through the Star Destroyer. But then a lot of it was filmed in 2D. So, And I'm very sad that I don't see 3D very well, and I miss these things in movies. (laughs) But all of these versions are still up for order. Again, Best Buy I got easily. Target, their site started to really bog down. And I don't know if that was coincidence or if there were just a lot of people who wanted that exclusive digital content and that exclusive Ray slipcover. I'm a pro online shopper, and I find Target's website clunky. And then Walmart, they didn't put their link up forever. I eventually had to Google their site to find the disc with the BB-8 cover. I'm just glad it's only a BB-8 cover and that they're not doing a BB-8 cover and a fin cover 
and an Unkar Plut cover. I mean, I think it would get down to that level. Although then I'd have something for Simon Pegg to sign if I ever met the man. Yes. But definitely get your orders in. I highly advocate if you want one of the exclusive editions, especially the Steelbook pre-order. Somebody asked, will it go down in price? Walmart's is pretty cheap already. They were only $19.96 for your pre-order of the Blu-ray. I'd say the week of release is usually the cheapest price until you wait like a year and it's $5. But Best Buy never marks down their steelbooks that I've seen. So the steelbook price is the steelbook price. Well, they don't last long. They don't need to mark them down. And then Target, if you're going to save a couple of bucks, Target might be the place. But I could see them maybe marking it down $5. It depends how much you really want that exclusive cover with all the character faces. If you want that cover, then... Is it worth the extra $5 to you to have the guarantee? It's worth it to me. Now, also last week, we were at Wizard World Cleveland. Yeah, we went up to see Chris Hemsworth because Wizard World is knocking it out of the park with Avengers guests this year. No Star Wars guests. Not a one. I mean, unless you really squint and find somebody who might have been a background character or something, but really... They haven't had a lot of Star Wars guests at the Wizard Worlds we've been to, but that doesn't mean there's no Star Wars shopping to be had, especially in Artist Alley, or as I'm going to start calling it, the Arts and Crafts Club. Yeah, they have started letting crafters into the Artist Alley, which is good because they're still artists. I know a lot of pen and paper artists in Artist Alley who disagree with that and rankle thinking that if you're selling merchandise, you should have a merchandise booth, not an Artist Alley booth. Well, I mean, if you really want to get technical... Selling their prince's merchandise as well. However, for the sake of argument, they're letting crafters in. Now, do I think some of these people have mass-produced items? Absolutely. Do I think there's some people who actually painstakingly create each item? Absolutely. But it is kind of nice. We saw some fun things. We did buy a Death Star... What do you call it? Not an ornament, but like a, a tchotchke? What is it? It's... An ornament, but it's too heavy to be on a Christmas tree. It's a full plaster ornament that has a lot of heft to it. Maybe a sculpture. Yeah, a sculpture is good. And what they had was three different Death Stars. They had BB-8, R2-D2, and C-3PO inspired or colored Death Stars that then hang from this hook. And there were a number of different bases. We got the only gold base they had. The only one we got was 3PO, because I don't know, the blingy gold Death Star was calling to me. I liked it because she had a nice, glittery, sparkly little thing and the Death Star's gun. It was really nice. I thought it was really cool. It was also very reasonably priced. It was only $25. We got a base that's very industrial looking. It's kind of painted like a burnished gold, almost like a bronzish kind of thing. And it works really well with the gold C-3PO Death Star. She said we got the only gold base they had. They had a lot of them that looked like nuts and bolts. They had a couple hanging ones. But looking at them, I was a little afraid of the nuts and bolts one, thinking it was literally a piece of metal that held a ring in place. But they're welded together. It's a really nice piece there that, yeah, I couldn't resist. And if we see them at another Wizard World, I could see us possibly picking up another one. But you also can see these online at their website, softkittycrafts.com. There was also an artist there, Drew Blank. We've seen him at a number of conventions doing his art. He had something new that was really kind of cool. He's doing album covers. Those are amazing. I absolutely love these. First of all, never seen them anywhere else. He's the only one, because a lot of times with crafts, 
one person will make something and then it's kind of copied and morphed into something else, that kind of thing. And these were really unique. And we were actually just talking about album covers because you bought some for something else. And it just kind of was on my mind. And I saw these and I like his art. He kind of made riffs off popular culture things to kind of make the album covers. And it's got a real record inside. Yeah. And to drive it home, when you say crafts, I mean, this is, I thought, an original art print. It's his original art on it. He's not taking old album covers and crafting them up, but he's creating full front and back album covers out of his art. And it's kind of looking like it's singles because it looks like it has one song on it that he's titling, but he had a BB-8 one there. But what's cool is I thought they were just prints that looked like album covers. They are full sleeves. He said he went to a thrift store and bought every 10 cent record album they had. So he has no idea what record you're getting in there. It's not that he recorded custom songs for all of these, though that would be kind of cool. He just threw a record in there because he said a lot of record frames, you can actually display the record coming out of the sleeve. And so if people want to frame his art like that, he wanted to have a record that could be coming out of the sleeve to show it's there. And the reason why they're mystery records is because he has taken a sticker and put over the label so you don't actually know what record it is. So they are truly a mystery record. Yes, you'd actually have to have a turntable or a hipster friend. And I say that as a person who owns a turntable. (laughs) In order to find out what that is. So are you the hipster friend? I guess I am the hipster friend. No, I'm the digital hoarder, remember? I'm the one who's taking all my vinyl and putting it in MP3 format. It is a USB turntable that you have. Actually, I'm doing glossless, but anyway. So if you're going to any of the conventions, probably in the Midwest, keep an eye out for them. There's some cool Star Wars stuff. We've got a lot of conventions coming up. Next weekend is C2E2. Yay! I love C2E2. It's going to be so much fun. It's a great spring convention. Usually it's the one that kicks off the convention season for us, but we started in January this year. Then a couple weeks after that, Wizard World St. Louis. Yes. And then I think we have like a month off. Yeah, well, there's Indianapolis at the end of March, 1st of April. And then there's Philadelphia in early June and... Then Comic-Con, and then Wizard World in Chicago, and then New York Comic-Con. Plus, we'll have Daryl and Steve over at Celebration Europe, the yes. big Star Wars convention of the year. So, a lot of conventions to go, but if you're at one of these with Drew Blank or Soft Kitty Crafts, you might want to check them out. On our way to Cleveland, we stopped at a number of Walmarts and found some serious bargains. Now, Walmart, as you know... Their prices vary store to store, and when things go on clearance, they may go on clearance at one store at not another one even in the same town, and they don't price match to themselves. Oh, Walmart, I love you. Yeah, thanks for the chaos. But there was one, like, right on the Ohio-Indiana border, where we finally found something that I didn't even know Marjorie was looking for, Easter holiday greeters. Oh! looking for them to buy them you apparently misunderstood i wanted to look at them to see if they were worth buying because i'd seen a picture that chickafant had posted of the yoda with the bunny ears i'm like oh that's kind of cute i was not aware that you were all in on the greeters i wasn't either okay okay but it started way back when god i'm thinking is it 2013 now when they did the holiday ones at home depot and i had to drive up to chicago to find those because we don't have a Home Depot. And then lately, Walmart has been getting a lot of them. Toys R Us kind of got in on it at Christmas. But 
every season is the same stuffed plush kind of characters with new accessories sewn into their hands. And you are a sucker for them and you buy them every single time and you buy every single one of them. Yeah. I went a little bit nuts at Christmas when they had the Jawa and the R2 and the Stormtrooper. That was the time they went biggest was with that. But I think that maybe because there's not a lot of toys in the toy aisle that Arnie feels that his trips to Walmart and Target and Toys R Us are often unfulfilling. So he must fill them with anything he can. No, I find them very cute and I like to have them out at the holiday, but storage is becoming an issue as these are big. I mean, we're talking two, two and a half foot plushes here. And they're chunky. Yeah. So now we're looking into storage for those, but they are often one and done. I feel like a Walmart will get one shipment of these and when they're gone, they're gone. We've had to hit multiple Walmarts to find those Christmas ones and you've never found these Easter ones. I didn't even know they had Easter ones. So we ran across them at this Walmart where, yes, it's Yoda in a bunny ear. Darth Vader, I think, is painting an egg. He's got a paintbrush and what looks like a round object. Yeah, I think it's a paintbrush. I think it's supposed to be that. And then a First Order Stormtrooper. I was kind of happy to see that kind of mixed up and see a First Order Stormtrooper is holding an Easter basket. I don't know why I just find these incredibly adorable, but I like bringing them out at the holidays and having them switch out we have some neighbors who have stone lions in their driveway and they decorate them for every season right now they're all dolled up for saint patty's every month they get a new outfit and it's super cool and i like that these people can find a holiday for every single month and next month they'll probably be easter yep and they always do fourth of july christmas mardi gras president's day yeah so I kind of think of these as like our stone lions, where every month I could switch these out and they just have new accessories. That's what I like about them. And they're pretty affordable at 20 apiece. It kind of gets up there when you realize you spent $200 on Christmas greeters, but normally it's not that expensive. Now at this Walmart, they also had all of the Force Awakens tchotchkes on clearance, like the Zat cups, the coffee mugs, the thermal cold cups. The calendar? Yeah, they had the calendar on clearance. Like, basically, you know when you walk through Walmart and they had those displays out, like, in the middle of an aisle with different stuff on it that doesn't really have a home? They had a whole one of those full of these drink containers, and I think the most expensive one was $5. Yeah, I went through... I. Didn't go nuts. I didn't buy all of them. I only bought the ones I liked because I would have walked out of there with one of everything had I not, which meant I think I left like two or three things on them. Yeah, you you didn't buy everything, but you came pretty damn close. I A calendar for $1? How could you pass a calendar for $1? Well, it's March. But I keep the calendars forever. <laughs> so that makes no difference. That's true. And I'd also like to point out, Meyer has also put all of the Force Awakens tchotchkes out. They had a huge Star Wars display. At one point, they had two. Then it reduced down to one. But they've got all this stuff on clearance, too. Like, again, all the cups, all the air hogs on clearance at Meyer. if you want air hogs. Not cheap enough for me to first dive in, though. I'm still waiting for a bigger discount. I think you said they were 20% off. Yeah, and they'll go deeper. Meyer does tiered discounts like Target does. But yeah, they had all of that stuff on clearance. Basically, the pillows, the hats... Cups, stocking caps. Bubble bath. Yeah, everything was on clearance. Yeah, so I wasn't sure, though, because when we went to check out at Target, most of the stuff rang up at the full price, even though they had this huge display. I mean, it's not like it was one item put in the wrong place. Every Star Wars cup was on this discount display, but 
The manager came over, did a price override on all of it, and got a lot of stuff at prices that I feel is well worth it. I mean, I don't love that Phasma coffee mug that's really more gray than chrome, but for $3, I do. So pretty much Arnie will buy anything under $5, I think is what we're learning. There was a book I read in college called Cooler by the Lake, meaning Lake Michigan is a Chicago artist. And that character in that book had an expression, what the blank, it's only a buck. That should not be your life motto. (laughs) Well, he wrote that book in the late 80s, early 90s, I think with inflation, what the blank, it's only three bucks. And speaking of Arnie's game of the price is right, you, Marjorie, found the Titanium Helmet series at Target. I did. They were with the other titaniums and the tag on the shelf said $4.99 titaniums. So I'm like, oh, that's a great deal. I'll buy them. And they only had the one set with the first order Stormtrooper and Phasma. Yeah, the Kylo Ren set was gone. Yeah, it looks like maybe there's four to a case because they had two of these. So it's very possible there was only four in there. Now you found these right before the first show we did before Toy Fair came out where I had guessed the price of these to be $15. So when you texted me that you found them for $5, I'm like, well, crap, I have to go out there and do corrections. I'm going to have to blast everywhere that I was really wrong on that price. And by the time I got into the checkout and they rang up, they were $14.99. So I was spot on with my price. And I got them for $4.99. Yeah, because they were mispriced on the peg. They were, and there was no tag for them. They went back and looked and there was no helmet tag for them. So I think they changed the price to $4.99. I don't know. Well, for $14.99, this would have stayed on the pegs. I would have told you absolutely not for $14.99. For $4.99, I'd be all in on this line, but they are $14.99 is the actual price. But I'm glad you were able to get a discount on this set so that we'd be able to actually review them. The box is your standard Black Series box that they use on the titanium vehicles or the Black Series figures with that red spine that's impossible to focus with my camera. (laughs) And, you know, really what they should do, Arnie, is consult you. They really should, yes. I would love to be a packaging consultant. I mean, they haven't changed their high-end packaging in years at the Lucasfilm Designs. I think they could get a little better than black and gray these days. So you could go and consult and say, nope, that one doesn't photograph well. What's your next idea? No, that one gets a bit of a shadow. Nope, that one's a flare. And I would fire whoever chose titaniums previously and put them in that dome packaging where you cannot hide the light reflection. (laughs) But this does have the multi-language on the back as they're saving money by printing all the countries at once with all the different languages and warnings. And it says, Captain Phasma, clad in distinctive metallic armor, Captain Phasma commands the First Order's Legion of Troopers. And that says it in three other languages. And then for the First Order Stormtrooper, du premier ordre, equipped with sleek armor and powerful weapons, the Stormtroopers enforce the will of the First Order. I think they're getting away with using arabesh next to the helmets so that they don't actually have to print which helmet is which in four languages. Now, I saw these at New York Comic Con last year, and they didn't make a whole lot of an impression on me. Getting them home and looking at them, they still don't make that much of an impression on me. (laughs) Oh, it's not near as heavy as I thought it would be. I was expecting, I guess, a solid item for some reason. Something to have a little heft. Like the old titanium ships had good heft. Yeah, this is a die-cast helmet, but there's a lot of plastic inside. Like, if you look under the helmet, whatever is attaching to the base there, the base itself, all really lightweight plastic. So these are 
really light. They're also really small. I'd say they're around the size, slightly bigger than one six scale, because if I compare it to a Hot Toys head, it's just a bit bigger than a Hot Toys head. Okay, but let's use the international fruit scale here, and I would say they're about the size of a plum. Yeah, plum-sized. Yeah, plum-sized. A misshapen plum, but it's the size of a plum. I was really expecting more. I mean, the Stormtrooper's nice. I mean, he's good, he looks well-sculpted, but I really wanted something heavier for some reason. You know, I wanted to feel... Like it was a helmet, and it was titanium. You say titanium, I think heavy. Yeah, the ships themselves being so small, they're heavier than you'd think they'd be if you're used to holding micro-machines, but this, there's not a lot of weight here. The old ones were heavy, though. The old ships. They were felt heavier. Yeah. I mean, if you threw that at someone's head, it'd leave a good bruise. Maybe a goose egg. Should we do the throw test? I can plunk Phasma off your forehead. It depends on how hard you threw it, but, you know, I guess I was expecting something more substantial. I do like... There is a bit of articulation, though, on the stand. Does the stand come off? It does not with gentle pressure. I believe you would break it if you try to remove it from the stand. I have tried a couple different ways. I'm not going to force it. But that is one downside I would say to this is you're stuck on this semi-articulated in that you can make it nod base. It can't turn side to side. It just back and forth, up and down. On a very cheap-looking plastic base. The, as nice as the helmet is, and they're not bad, the base is cheap. The base is knockoff bootleg found in a gas station along with the local state t-shirt and some camo pants cheap. Ouch. It's just really, really poorly made. It is. It's that weird, not high-quality plastic and if they're trying to make it something invisible, it's really not. I wish that these were off the base because I think just sitting on a little shelf would be pretty cool. I wish the base was removable, yes. Now, what I'll say is I like the sculpts they've done. I like the way that they actually put the little pattern in the cheekbones and the mouthpiece. I don't know what you'd call it. It's kind of a webbing almost. And by and large, the paint is pretty clean on my first order Stormtrooper. It does seem there's a little bit of a scuff on the head already being die cast. The paint can chip and it does look like there's just a little bit of unclean paint around the nose. But by and large, they've done a really good paint job. If you're not breaking out a macro lens, you probably wouldn't notice much of it. And they have a nice sheen to them. Phasma, not chrome, but shiny. Very shiny, but... I think because of the type of paint they used, and I know this from nail polish, like when you get a good silver nail polish, it has a different consistency and almost has like ribbons of black through it where the silver congregates. And I don't know if that's a technical term, but we'll pretend it is. It appears that she's got weathering because of that, because of the paint they used. Yeah. You know what the shininess feels like, though, to me, based upon how it's not universal? Like if you look at the eyes, it's not there. It's almost like they painted this. And then to make it feel more metallic, they put a really high gloss lacquer over it. But it's not universal. It's really basically the back part of the head. It's the part that's die cast. You can see the mold lines. The front, I'm squeezing it. The front is plastic. Only like the dome oh, is die cast. Wow. That's interesting. How about the Stormtrooper? Now that we know this, I must inspect. I bet the nose piece is also plastic. This one feels more die cast around the mouth. I'm not, but yet it still creaks a little. Maybe it's because of the plastic inside. Whereas the domes, you can't bend those domes with your fingers. 
both of these, I feel like if I squeezed hard enough, I could snap these face plates in half. I'm not going to try it even for $4.99. But I guess my final thing is, though, what are you going to do with a whole bunch of helmets? I mean, I even have that question about the one-to-one scale helmets. We talked about that previously with the FX collectibles and the Anovos. But I think those are an impressive display. This is like, instead of buying a whole bunch of hot toys, you went on eBay, you just bought their heads or helmets and started laying them out on not great bases. And there's only so many they can do. I mean, they can start getting into droid heads. They could do a 3PO head and maybe a battle droid head. They could do all the various types of stormtroopers. Clones. Vader, those kinds of things. But I don't think you'd want to see a Yoda head like this. It's specifically got to be helmets. And to me, I say this is clearance fodder. For five bucks, 250 a helmet. I'm like, okay, it's not a bad price. What are you going to do with it? For $15 a helmet, I highly recommend just leaving them there. It kind of seems like the kind of thing that grandma or aunt or mom and dad who don't know what to buy you Star Wars, they would buy for you for a birthday or, or you know what I mean? Like something like that. If you loved one of these characters, like if they did a classic Stormtrooper, perhaps for me, I could see this as a workplace desk item. Like for the longest time, the only thing I had on my desk at work that displayed my love of Star Wars was one of Master Replica's 0.45 scale lightsabers. Just the little mini sabers sitting there. It was decorative, but it was small. It wasn't overwhelming. It was just a little nice thing. I could see this as a nice, like, workplace desk item if you're not a collector. You know, if you don't have an entire collection that you're trying to display these among, one or two alone could be pretty nice. In mass, I'd say this is a pick-and-choose kind of line. And if they want original trilogy, I'd still wait for clearance. Beyond this, stores are kind of hit or miss. Marjorie, you've been hitting a lot of Walmarts lately and have had pretty good luck finding all the latest Black Series figures in the six-inch line. Yeah, they seem to be stocking them pretty well at Walmarts and at Targets, and our Meyer is actually getting a lot of toys in. And they seem to be having all a good sell-through, too, because it's different when I go... You know, you can tell the stock's changed a little bit. It's not just the same figures hanging on the peg. Something I may have a little bit of experience with here doing this. But one thing that's remaining constant, though, is no one wants a three and three quarters inch Han. And I feel bad. But still no sign of a three and three quarter inch Leia for us. No, I've not seen one. I see the remnants of that. And actually, Hans are the only thing that seems to be multiplying. And that's the yeah three and three quarter inch line. Now, unfortunately, I missed out this week. Kmart announced a new exclusive 6-inch Black Series figure. Before the movie even came out, they had the Kylo Ren on the Starkiller base that we reviewed and contrasted with the other Kylo Ren. He had the little snow around the bottom and the snow base. Now they've got, to pair with that, Rey on Starkiller base. And she's got the blue lightsaber and two bits of ice on the base. She went up for pre-order on Kmart.com and sold out before I even woke up. That's a little crazy. I'm hopeful that she comes back in stock online. That happened with Kylo Ren a couple of times as he was out of stock and then they'd have him back in stock for a little bit. We never saw the Kylo Ren in Kmart stores, not that we frequent Kmart that often. No, our Kmart seemed to lack HVAC units. They're freezing in the winter and sweltering in the summer. But I've got that page bookmarked as one of my home pages. So when I open my browser every single day, I'm checking. Are you in stock yet? Are you in stock yet? And I never close that tab. I'm refreshing it multiple times daily. 
That said, just looking at the picture, I don't like this Ray as much as I liked the Kylo Ren. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was really funny, Arnie. That was a great juxtaposition. I'm obsessed with this. I must find this. I have it set as one of my homepages. I refresh it multiple times throughout the day. Oh, it's terrible. I'm not buying it. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm saying, like the Kylo Ren, it's a redo of the regular release, and they've added some snow paint to her base, but that figure's always had a bad hairline and some droopy eyes. It kind of reminds me of Garfield eyes. Well, what happened to her face? It's exactly the same thing that happened to all the other figures' faces with her. Now, they have been reshipping Rey in later waves, and I think they've actually improved the paint app on her. The ones that shipped with wave three of the figures look so much better than the ones that shipped with wave one. I'm hopeful that this face looks better in person, but just in the box, because Rey is a smaller figure, it feels like that box has a lot of negative space filled up by that saber, whereas Kylo Ren with his big robes and everything and his wide stance just filled that package. This, it, the package is too big. I understand they're going for the same shelf space and things, but it's going to be great to display together, though. Also online, R5J2 went up for pre-order at Sideshow in their six-scale figure line. And if you say, who? You're not alone. There's a lot of people <laughs> said that on our Facebook page. But R5J2 is the black R5 unit from the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't know that I could pick this droid out of a lineup and tell you his name. A lot of these droids just don't have names until EU, or if they're not in EU, they just are given a name by Lucasfilm. Well, we have a Hasbro figure of him, but that Hasbro figure costs quite a bit less than the Sideshow figure at $140, but that's still not terrible for a six-scale figure, you know. They're, of course, doing what everybody does. They have a good R5 sculpt, and so they're looking at what R5 units they can do. That being said, the black with the copper accents is awesome. I love this color combination. Although I really think that... We need to get away from both sides color matching and coordinating everything because it's getting a little bit much, guys. But the black and the copper on this is awesome. Well, it matches the R2Q5 they have up for pre-order as well, which is also black and copper and was also in Return of the Jedi. So, And R2Q5 is also still available for pre-order, so you can get your entire black and copper top droid combination there. It's It's a cool-looking... Thing, but uh, yeah, you're not getting this because you're a huge R5J2 fan. You're getting this because you're a fan of Astromex in general, or you really think this color combination's awesome. Or you're all in. I gotta hand it to Sideshow, though. Standing toe-to-toe with Hot Toys, who they also sell, bold, and that because they've been doing it for so long. I mean, they started doing these figures back, I think they announced their Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi in 2005 when we first started this show. So they're in their 11th year of the six-scale line. They've not done any Force Awakens stuff. I'm guessing that they don't have the license, so they're sticking original trilogy and prequel trilogy. They're able to go deep, whereas Hot Toys just getting started. You're going to get your Lukes, your Leias, and everything else. It's going to be a long time before Hot Toys get you your R5J2. Speaking of Hot Toys... <laughs> and speaking of All In, our resident addict, Andrew, has some new toys. He had an unboxing party at his house. and Which was basically him unboxing his toys. 
Yeah, that, but that's a party. <laughs> and then he realized exactly what it means to be all in. And he is here to talk about the Hot Toys Trooper collection that he has recently opened. <laughs> Hi everybody, Andrew here, and I've got a question for you. Who here remembers Force Friday? Anybody? You know, September 4th, 2015? Yeah, it seems like a decade ago. Back when we all were innocently awaiting the Force Awakens characters to hit theaters and, more importantly, store shelves. Collectors lined up outside their Targets, Walmarts, Toys R Us's all across the world, salivating at the chance to be the first person to put their hard-earned credits towards just a tiny portion of that galaxy far, far away. I was there on September 3rd in the hours before midnight, and while I waited for those glass blast doors to slide open, I poured over Twitter and Facebook as reports of online retailers put up their releases for The Force Awakens. I bid on some and passed on others, but there was one email in particular that I'd been dreading. An email I knew was coming, but wasn't prepared to face. An email for Hot Toys. Sideshow Collectibles sent out the email at 2.30 a.m. Central Time on Force Friday, after I'd already gone to sleep. So, after a very short nap, I woke up to not one, not two, but five ordering options for Star Wars fans. Of course, four of those figures were variations on the First Order Stormtrooper, but still, when I first saw that, my heart skipped a beat. First, there was Kylo Ren. Then there was option one, the First Order Squad Leader, option two, the First Order Heavy Gunner, option three, the standard basic First Order Stormtrooper, and then option four, the Heavy Gunner and Standard Trooper 2-pack. Now, before any judgment starts getting thrown around here, let me just start off by saying that I was wrapped up in the hype for Force Friday and I was working on only a few hours of sleep, so my senses may not have been entirely sound. Now, of course I ordered the Kylo Ren, but did I really need all the Stormtroopers? There were really only three different kinds of updated armor, but they were all very, very similar. Did I need them all? Well, apparently so, because I ordered them then and there. I figured, well, that's it. Now I just need to wait for the pre-orders for the good guys, since this first batch was focused solely on the First Order. And, of course, there'd be snow troopers and flame troopers to follow, but this would be my little army of stormtroopers. Well, then three months later, to the day, I get another email from Sideshow. This time, they're announcing the movie promo edition Jakku-exclusive First Order Stormtrooper. Well, dang! It's an exclusive? And it has new accessories that the other figures didn't come with? <sighs> Hot Toys, you've got my number. Here, I'm going to review all four of these figures together in one review. Now, because the basic body and armor are all the same, I'll be starting with that and call out the differences between figures as I go, though there aren't many until we get to the accessories. Now, I'm not going to spend any time on the packaging here, as it's just the same old boring design that they've been using in this line, so let's just get right to the figure itself. To start off, the first thing I really noticed about the First Order Stormtroopers is that they are quite a bit bulkier than the Stormtroopers from the original trilogy. These guys look more like military in comparison to their scrawny predecessors. And the armor plates are very form-fitting, which does give them a more modern feel, as does the fact that the armor is more rounded and not so angular. And speaking of the armor plating, when I first pulled mine out of the box, the left kneecap was all sorts of crooked and looked way off. Turns out that these are simply Velcroed onto the body stocking, so I was able to easily pull it off and place it correctly over the knee. 
Now, according to the Force Awakens visual dictionary, these new kneecaps, as well as the other subtle changes in the armor, give First Order Stormtroopers an improved joint design, allowing them to be more flexible than Imperial Stormtroopers. Now, I'm here to tell you that while the armor itself probably does allow for a wider range of motion, you won't find that here in these figures. But while the armor was the hindrance in the old outfits, it's the body stockings that keep you from being able to move these figures in any improved way. You see, they used a very tight-fitting fake leather material, which is probably accurate when compared to what was used on screen, but the tightness of it and the fact that the material can't really stretch at all at the joints hinders the body from being able to bend any more than the Imperial Stormtrooper figures could. It looks great when they're standing there at attention, but you really can't get any pose to look right if it requires an angle more acute than 90 degrees. The joints also have this rubbery ribbing on them that looks good, but tends to get bunched up when bent and needs some work to get it so that it doesn't look like their sleeves are just bunched up under the armor. But a really great part of this body stocking is that they actually have a little zipper sculpted on the back of the neck piece. You'd only notice it if you were looking for it due to the helmet, but it's awesome that it's there. And since I'm speaking of articulation, I got really excited when I saw in the little instruction book that their feet have articulated toes. But unfortunately, what I was hoping for didn't really turn out to be true, you see. I had hoped that the feet would have some sort of hinge inside so you could move the toes up and down. Well, it turns out that they're articulated and that the feet are solid rubber and can be bent. But they don't stay that way, they just kind of spring back into place. And that causes them to not ever really be totally flat, which can lead to some balance issues when posing it without the included stand. And the material that they used for the feet just doesn't quite look right when compared to the sleek, shiny material that they used for the rest of the armor. And so it gives it a dull, almost dirty look in contrast. In fact, the Jakku Trooper's feet really stand out, because they give them these little freckles of tan paint to make them look dusty. I mean, it's a good idea, I guess, considering the sandy base that it comes with, but they really needed to put some more dusty paint on the shins like they did with the Sand Trooper because it gives a really hard line cutoff between foot and ankle and it does not look realistic at all. But they did give the bottom of the shoes tread, so that's cool. And I do really like the little details that they put into the rest of the sculpt. While the armor is mostly smooth throughout, there are quite a few little greeblies and textures that are sprinkled here and there that give it a more technological feel. The helmet has some really sleek paint lines, and the mouth is textured like a grill, so it really looks like some sort of filtration system. And there's a cool little nozzle detail that looks like it could be used to hook up an external oxygen tank. And I also like how they handled the hip holster for the little blaster pistol that comes with each of these figures. It's a magnet, so the blaster just snaps up against the hip. It does require some finesse to get it to sit just right, but still, I like that it's a magnet, not just physical clips or pegs that could break off from repeated use. But now, let's get to where these figures really differ from each other, the accessories, starting with the stands. Now, you all know that I'm not in love with the bases that we've gotten so far with the other 1-6 scale figures. Well, next to these bases, those look like masterpieces. I didn't know how good we had it until I saw the bases for the First Order Stormtrooper, Heavy Stormtrooper, and Squad Leader. They are all just these simple black hexagons with the First Order logo on them. Now, there is a nice plate of clear plastic on top that gives it a nice glossy finish, but 
That's the only nice thing I can really say about them. The name of the characters are just painted on one side of the hexagon, and all of them are identical. They don't even say Squad Leader or Heavy Stormtrooper. Regardless of their specialty, they just say First Order Stormtrooper. The only base that is different is the one that comes with the Jakku Stormtrooper. But I'm afraid I have a beef with this one too. Now, I admire that they included a Sandy base for this one. I mean, if you're gonna advertise a figure as being on Jakku, it makes perfect sense to have it come on a Sandy base. Now, here they just reused the base that came with the Sand Trooper from A New Hope. Normally, I'm fine with them reusing parts. I mean, <laughs> after all, I am talking about four figures that are all reusing 98% of a basic design. But it would have been nice if they had at least plugged the hole that was used for the spindle that held up the Sand Trooper's little patrol droid. It just makes what could have looked like a nice base look a little bit cheaper. If they really wanted to make this one special, while also making it fit with the rest of their First Order Trooper line, they should have just removed the clear plastic plate on one of the hexagon bases and put a hexagonal sandy top on it. Best of both worlds. And while it's kind of cool that the sand has sculpted footprints in it, that also restricts on how you pose the figure on the stand. He has to have his feet in that exact position. But enough about the bases. What do these guys come with that really separates them from each other? Well, the standard trooper comes with two blasters. The small SC-44C blaster pistol that I mentioned before that can hang on the hip, as well as an F-11D blaster rifle. These both look really cool. There are a lot of little details on their sculpting, and the fact that they aren't all white allows for some great paint detail. The silver paint they used on the scopes looks spot on and really metallic, and there's even some teeny tiny print by the end of the blaster rifle that looks really sharp when considering how small it is. Now, Due to the fact that these are obviously based off of the blaster rifles from the original trilogy, it's not surprising that they would also have a fold-out stock just like their predecessors. Now, however, the Jakku Stormtrooper does come with a slightly modified blaster rifle that has a bigger stock already attached to the back of the blaster. It's cool, too, because it slides in and out, so you can adjust it to fit the pose you're using. And because that one already has a stock, the part of the blaster that would normally fold out on the other models is glued into place and can't move. The only upgrade the squad leader gets from the basic Stormtrooper is that it's got a white pauldron. Other than that, it's exactly the same. In addition to the standard relaxed hands, they all come with two trigger hands and two fists. The heavy Stormtrooper also comes with a special gripping hand to hold the giant gun. And the Stormtrooper, Heavy Stormtrooper, and Squad Leader also all have a spread fingers left hand for telling people to stop in the name of love. The Jakku Trooper doesn't need to tell anyone to stop because he's too far away. Which is why instead of that hand, he comes with two hands that are shaped to grip the included quadnoculars. Now all of these hands are actually really cool. They aren't just one solid color, which is nice. And their palms look to have sculpted pads on them. Something that you'll never see if they're holding something, but make them way more accurate and lifelike. Now the only issue that I have with the hands is that it's white paint over black plastic, and the white paint that they used almost seems to rub off onto whatever it is that they're holding if the grip is too tight. I especially noticed this on the barrel of the Heavy Stormtrooper's giant gun. And how cool is this gun? Not only is it huge, but it's got some great details on it, like little metallic rings that actually hang off of it. And the fold-out tripod is just awesome. The feet of it are actually a gear mechanism. So you fold out one side, and the other side automatically moves in the opposite direction. And there's a big scope that folds up and down. The only downside there is that it's on the right side of the gun. So when holding it using the special gripping right hand, the scope is on the opposite side that his eye really needs it to be on. The other downside to this blaster is that he looks kind of awkward using it. 
Even when the stand is fully extended, he needs to get down on one knee to be at the right height. And unfortunately, due to the limited articulation caused by the tight bodysuit, the only way I could get him to stay in that position was to have him turned a little sideways with one leg sticking out at a bizarre angle. And what really makes the heavy stormtrooper and Jakku stormtrooper look intimidating are the vests that they wear. According to the visual dictionary, these hold extra ammunition, and it just makes them look really formidable. There's some great sculpting here too. There are little buckles and straps, just a really cool added piece. And then the Jakku Stormtrooper also comes with those quadnoculars that I mentioned before. These are really cool. They're articulated in the center so you can fold them up, but I'm not really sure why you would need to do that since there's no place to store them like that. The only real downside is that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get the trooper to hold them all the way up to his helmet. The restricted articulation just wouldn't allow me to bend his elbows enough. Hot Toys try to compensate for that by making those gripping hands attached to the forearm at a sharp angle so they'd at least be close, but I just wish I could get them all the way up. The Jakku Trooper also comes with a really sweet backpack. It attaches using a strong magnet and snaps right into place. It's got some really cool paint lines on it, but I really wish that you could open it up. It almost looks like you could, but mine sure seemed to be glued shut to the point that I did not want to force it for fear of snapping something off. And unfortunately, the other troopers don't have the required magnet elements in their backs, so he can't lend his backpack to his bros. Okay, so I feel like I gave quite a bit of negative views towards these figures, but then a lot of really positive points when talking about the accessories. So what do I think overall? During our holiday shopping guide episode, I said that I thought that if someone was going to give somebody a Hot Toys figure from The Force Awakens, it should be the Stormtrooper. Well, considering I haven't reviewed the rest of the TFA figures yet, I can't say that these are the best. Spoiler alert, they aren't the worst. However, I do think that these figures look really, really sharp. The shiny armor, the cool details on the armor sculpting, the cool accessories, these all outweigh what I consider to be the worst parts of these figures. The limited articulation and the lame bases. So yeah, I think the First Order Stormtrooper looks great. But was it worth it to get all four of them? Well, one thing I can say is that they look even more impressive in numbers. When I started collecting the Hot Toys line, I said I wasn't going to troop build. However, I am glad that my Force Friday and Force Awakens hype caused me to get each of these figures because, as General Hux knows, large assemblies of troops look awesome. And so, I've also got two more variations on the First Order Stormtrooper coming later this year. The Red Pauldron Stormtrooper Officer, and FN2199, fan named TR8R himself coming with Finn. So this isn't the end of my army. Though I have no desire to amass an army to rival Hux's assembly, if they keep coming out with accessories of this caliber, look out, Bill Weasley. Look out. And so, until next time, I'll send you back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Andrew. Tanya. Those are some nice, nice figures. I mean, the two I have, I love, and I'm trying to decide what my next one's going to be. Wait a second, what? Yeah, we'll see what they come out with with pre-orders and things. Okay. I see what happened now. When Andrew brought his Boba Fett hot toy over, you got a sample, and... Well, no, actually, you got me a space trooper for Christmas, and I had a black hole before that. I, I did, so see, what happened was Andrew let you take a little snort. I'm not going to lie and say that I was really hoping there'd be a quarter-sized box under the tree, but Santa... Oh, I did this to myself! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I only can blame me. Well, speaking of collecting addictions, the Funko Pops continue to just be so hot and so everywhere, 
And right now, at show sponsor Dorkside Toys, you can pre-order a ton of new pop vinyl t-shirts and characters. I love the t-shirts, and I like that they're doing more fun little like scenes with them now. And I will say, there's a lot of junky shirts out there, and these are pretty good. You can actually wash them and even dry them, and they stay the same proportions and sizes, and this one sleeve doesn't shrink where the other one grows. Yeah, right now, though, if you're looking for some of the cooler shirts, I love the Empire shirt that has all the pop stormtroopers in a row, as well as the Rebel Alliance shirt that has the pop X-Wing pilot. I think that it's Poe on there, and... I like those a lot better than like the early ones they did or the Phasma. I love the Phasma pop, but that shirt's just a little bit more plain. I'm not a fan of the schematic shirts as much as I am the more postery and scenic shirts. Yeah, the Empire one is great, and I do like the Poe one. I think Poe might be my favorite new character, but I like that one. See, I like what they're doing with the different little scenes like that. And I kind of like the schematic shirts, but not so much these. Like the BB-8 one, eh, I'm not feeling it. But I am feeling the R2-D2 and 3PO1, although I wish it didn't say missing. I wish it just had everything <laughs> below that. I'm so demanding. See, I like that because at the bottom it says these are the droids we're looking for. I thought that was kind of cute. You could also get the pop figures. They have 10 new Force Awakens characters up for pre-order, including General Leia, Missing Luke, Snap Wexley for Heroes fans out there. General Hux, Guavian Enforcer, Unmasked Kylo Ren, Rey with the lightsaber, Maz Katana, who's just built to be a pop, CO74, and the one that I don't know if I can have just one, FN2199, the Riot Trooper. I think he's the breakout star of the movie, him and BB-8. People have just latched onto him because he's a badass. He goes toe-to-toe with a lightsaber. But he's got that little electrical cattle prod, though. Yeah. You can also get the Rancor, Luke, and Ula original trilogy set, as well as the newest wave that's been hitting with Princess Leia versus General Leia, Han Solo, Admiral Akbar, Nine Numb, and others. And of course, be sure to watch them if you're troop building. Speaking of these First Order Stormtroopers... They've got a set of four flame troopers available to ship right now that will really bolster your ranks there. And shipping in March, a set of four snow troopers. So you can really start building those up. They also have a lot of individual figures. If you've still been looking for a Phasma, she's in stock, ready to ship in 24 hours. Lots of six inch and three and three quarter inch figures. And we appreciate it if you use the link from our homepage at SWActionNews.com. And speaking of the new Black Series figures, I did get my Wave 3 in the mail from them. Now, this case ratio was probably not good for a lot of people. It worked out for me because I had ordered a case of Wave 1 from another online seller, and it never shipped. I got my order in after Force Friday, and it was too late. It was on back order forever. And so while I was able to pick up Ray that Force Friday and Kylo Ren later on, this carry forward wave of a First Order Stormtrooper, Finn, Kylo Ren, and Rey is really helping bring those first figures back to the shelves and make those available again. Chewbacca I had absolutely no problem finding on shelves. (laughs) I don't get that. But this wave did have two new figures in it. Figure 10 in the count is the Resistance Trooper and figure 11 is the TIE Fighter Pilot. Now, 
among the people we just informally polled, it seems like people are having trouble finding these. We have found the TIE fighter pilot a lot of places. Yeah, I, I have seen him on the shelves, and I really think I might have seen the Resistance Trooper, and it maybe just blended in that I didn't realize what I was seeing. You know what I mean? Like, after a while... You know, the color schematics are the same in the packaging. Wearing kind of a brown outfit, not too different than Constable Zuvio. Well, I was about to say, I don't think that the costuming really stood out as much as it has in previous movies. So things kind of blend together. And I wasn't looking for them because we already had them. I know I've seen both of these. I picked up other TIE Fighter pilots because I have bought two of the six-inch First Order TIE Fighters, and there's room for two pilots in each one, the pilot and the gunner, so I knew I needed to have at least two of these. But in continuing our reviews of the six-inch figures, we'll go ahead and take a look at these. And again, figure 10 is the Resistance Trooper. And to kind of go with what you're saying, the outfit isn't exceptionally detailed, but I wonder if that's continuing the... I said detailed. The outfit isn't overly colorful or overly ornate, but I wonder if that's really going with what we saw in the first movie when we saw all of the Rebels on the Blockade Runner and on Yavin. They're just still wearing the clothes that are around them, and that just means more to us because we've lived with it for over 30 years. Well, isn't the Resistance doing better now that they're not a rebellion and they're a Resistance, they've kind of moved up in the world? Yeah, I'm still a little bit confused about the whole politics of The Force Awakens. Recruit some seamstresses. But as far as the figure goes, I believe it's a great representation of that outfit with the brown tunic. They gave it a nice wash. You know, Hasbro's been hit or miss on their washes, but on the six-inch figures here, this looks like... It has gotten dirty a lot from action. He does appear to be something that is worn and weathered and things like that. Interesting helmet. It's kind of nice to see that things have kind of evolved, whereas they didn't really evolve in the original trilogy. There was a huge evolution in the prequel trilogy and then a de-evolution when you got to the original trilogy. Well, war is hell, yo. Yeah. It's kind of nice that they've got a new helmet. I love the flip-up action, you know? On a lot of these figures, like the TIE Fighter pilot we're going to discuss, the head is just a sculpted helmet, and there's no face underneath or anything like that. So I find it very cool that they put a face under there that you can flip up and really get a human to show in there. Yeah, that is kind of nice. It just seems all very pedestrian, though, to his outfit. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a jacket that's kind of long. It doesn't seem like it'd be a good trooper outfit. And I think it's probably something that would be very workable and that is not going to constrict movement. It's going to be a little baggy, but not get caught on stuff. I'm trying not to overthink the aesthetics. That's what the <laughs> costume designers are for. That's it for the wash they put on the coat. I wish they would have done more below the waist because if he's seeing this much action and this dirty... His pants are just this flat brown color. His shoes have a little scuffing on them, a little bit of a wash, but the pants just, they look straight from the dry cleaners, whereas the coat looks like it hasn't been washed in years. Wrinkle fabric, non-wrinkle fabric. But as far as the figure, he's pretty good. You know, standard six inch. He's got a lot of detail. His knee joints are a little stiff, so much that I'm afraid that I might break him if I'm not careful. He's got the usual articulation for a six-inch character, and they've done it in such a way that other than the bottom of his coat hindering 
some wide hip movement, his articulation isn't bothered. He only comes with one accessory, and that's his little rifle. It has no trigger guard, so it's very easy to get in his hand, and he can do the single-handed or double-handed pose with it, which is kind of cool. I'm not troop building in the six-inch line, I keep telling myself, even though I now have like five First Order Stormtroopers. I don't see myself getting a lot of him, but I like this figure quite a bit. I love what the paint they did on the helmet, too, the way they wore the white on it, and it's got kind of like the red over it. It looks a hell of a lot better than the three and three quarter inch one where his visor is just this obscure yellow where I feel like with the blast shield down, he can't even see how is he supposed to fight. Yeah, this is definitely superior to the three and three quarter inch, which is what it's supposed to be. I mean, the black series, you're getting better sculpts, better articulation, better paint, theoretically. Well, those aren't compliments that I can necessarily give to the next figure. Now, we know I love the TIE Fighter in the 6-inch line. The TIE Fighter pilot they gave us, though, everything the Resistance Trooper is, this TIE Fighter pilot isn't. I think that this feels very much to me like a piece of sculpted plastic that, sure, they painted the First Order insignia on his shoulders and they painted his chest plate, but... There's not much paint on this, and it really just feels like it's lacking a lot of detail, especially in the head. It really needs something in the head, because I had to hold it a few different ways to even see if there was any kind of face on it and you got a bad figure. It's just there's no differentiation, anything on the face. It's so monochromatic, it's, no, you can't do this. I think it's because with the pilot that came with the TIE Fighter, was the Special Forces one that had the red down the face. Here, if I look in the light, there is a little bit of silver on the side of the head, but it's so minor. And the front, I feel like they should have painted the eyes a bit different. They've never had this problem with TIE Fighter pilots in the past. I've never looked at it and had trouble seeing where the eye holes are. It needed something because it just does not work at all. And it looks like you're right. They just molded a piece of plastic. Even if like the eyes were like a deep blue or something, like a lens. I understand they're black in the movie, but something. In the movie, they stood out more. Yeah. The whole outfit, because it's black on black, they did high gloss black for the armored pieces and less glossy black for the pilot unitard. But it makes this figure really feel blah. And then when it, as I complimented the Resistance Trooper because his visor goes up and down, this one has a visor that's just molded in place, doesn't move at all. I mean, I understand it's difficult to do. I was looking at the pictures of the Hot Toys First Order TIE Fighter pilot, and there they were able to do it by changing the gloss, and yet the eyes appear to be a bit more brownish black, whereas the rest is more jet black. But here... This feels like the kind of figure that's going to look good in a TIE Fighter. But standing next to the TIE Fighter and things, he's kind of blah. Yeah, he just doesn't have enough to make him stand out alone on your shelf or even with a group of other figures. And I think he's going to have to be relegated to sitting inside the cockpit. Now, he comes with a tiny blaster. They actually put very noticeable paint on the blaster versus the helmet. But... I'm not seeing a holster for it on here either. So he either has to hold it or maybe you just tuck it somewhere, let it fly around in the cockpit because... Maybe he's got a holster inside the cockpit that we can't see. <laughs> and he puts his gun on like a little pouch and snaps it closed. 
what paint there is feels pretty clean. I think I got one with a little spot on the helmet here because he's got a little silver drop. Ah. But the chest plate is pretty clean and they did a great job on the insignias on the side. And he's got those straps that go from his belt to his knees, but they do not hinder his articulation in any way. And I'm not afraid of them breaking or anything as I pose him around. But yeah, he's a figure worth having if you want to have your entire Imperial ranks or you want to have the TIE Fighter. If you're picking and choosing your figures and you don't have the TIE Fighter, this is what I could honestly say you could skip on. Still a good figure, just not a great figure. Yeah, I mean, the articulation's there and everything like you'd expect, and it seems that things are the right accessories, the right parts of the costume and everything, but the lack of color on this just really makes it not so great. Still, I'm a huge fan of the 6-inch Black series, and they're the figures I look forward to the most with their detail, their paint apps, their articulation. I love the depth we're getting in the 3 and 3 quarter inch line, coming out with an Unkar plot and all of that, but I have so much more fun with these figures, being able to pose them and everything else, that I'm really looking forward to the next waves coming down the pike. And with that, that is our show for this week. I do have a bit of a programming note. This will be our last video podcast for at least a while. We did have a video editor resign, and we still have some wonderful video editors, but at the sake of not burning out our wonderful staff, we're going to back off of it for a while. Now, how you can support us in bringing this back is, one, if you're a video editor, email us. Let's talk. We're always looking for great staff members, video editors, photography editors, editors in general. Awesome. Another way to do this is we are trying to pay our staff back for what they do for us, for you guys. And that's why Podbean is important because with the money we make from them, we're putting it back into the show. We're going to use it to pay back our staff for everything that they do. I mean, they're doing this because they love Star Wars. Yeah. And we do this because we love Star Wars. But each of the videos, when we had the staff member resign, I had to do the last video myself and To do a 90-minute show took about 20 hours of video editing, not counting all the time in the photography, the time in the recording, editing. A lot of time goes into these shows. We don't want to burn out the guys. I want to give a huge shout-out to Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. They've been with us for a long time. Barrett, nearly a decade, doing just incredible work week after week, near tirelessly. And I'd like to also point out, besides doing this with amazing editing skills and the time commitment. These guys are really funny. A lot of the jokes you're seeing in there, they do on their own and we don't know until we watch the final product. So they're talented in many ways and we would like to pay that back to them. As much as possible. You know, nothing can possibly repay their true skill. But to try to do that and to also use that to recruit new talent to help them out so that they're not overly burdened so that we can maybe have them split shows and things like that so it's not one person losing their whole weekend and things the way it is currently we're still doing videos Mm -hmm. you'll still be able to see reviews of all of our items over on our youtube channel we're just going to have them focus the videos they do and we're still be doing video episodes from time to time as special ones like san diego comic-con and things like that things that really require video But as far as the full shows being video, due to the situation, we're just going to have to stop that for a little bit. And we've added that to our just initial Podbean funding goal in the hopes that we'd be able to 
at least pay something approximating minimum wage to these volunteers for all the work they do. But we will be back in two weeks with another show. We're going to be reviewing the Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus First Order Stormtroopers. And we're going to be at C2E2 in two weeks. So if you're at C2E2, make sure to check us out. Find us on the floor. You know, we're usually... Literally, we'll be passed out drunk in the middle of the floor somewhere. No, they don't do the open bar there like they do at Wizard World. I can't buy a beer at uh, 10 a.m. But Saturday night, we usually are down in the hotel bar, restaurant, lobby, and it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. Daryl's going to be there. Hopefully I won't get sick this year. Yeah, last year you had a really bad cold, and we went to bed by 8 p.m. because we were both feeling really sick. But Woohoo, party! <laughs> yeah, party to some dyke! Woo! Woohoo! Justin from Marvelicious is going to be there. Son of Justin's going to be there. Bride of Justin. It's like the Frankensteins. I, I, I met him, and I call him Son of Justin. It works. <laughs> So we're going to have a really, really good time. I will not be getting a tattoo this year, but I will be seeing my new tattoo design there. So it's going to be really cool. And we'll also be at the Toy Man Toy Show on March 13th in St. Louis, Missouri. It's at the Machinist Hall, which is actually in Bridgeton, Missouri. It's right off 270. Very easy to get to. Heads a target in the parking lot, which is kind of cool. We're going to have a table and sell off some of the extra and duplicate stuff that we have because there's been a few times where we've accidentally bought some things that we already had and yada 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 and just making space for new things i mean i've got to get rid of an imperial shuttle for every first order tie fighter i buy that is true arnie did have a while wait a second what do you mean for every first order tie fighter that you buy no (laughs) (laughs) so we are selling some great modern collectible Star Wars things. We'll have some Marvel stuff there. Stop by and say hi from the area. If you are anywhere near in the area, it is a great toy show. They have it every month or so, sometimes every other month. And it's a lot of fun. It has a great admission price. There's early bird you can go to and you can get on the floor before anyone else. They have a food vendor. They have an hourly drawing costume characters they have professional photographers there to get your picture taken with the cosplay people there's artists yeah so come see us early before all of our good stuff gets sold so we hope to see you there and we will be back in two weeks thanks for listening Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can be on the next episode of Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted are subject to use on our show. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Star Wars Action News YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. If you enjoyed the show, please post about Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, or your social media network of choice, or just tell a friend about the show. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. 
A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Star Wars Action News podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, and Barrett. Star Wars Action News website designed by Jason. Photo editing by Scott. Graphic design by Jay. Associate produced and announcements by Brock. Segments hosted by Jerry, Jonathan, Brock, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, please check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Until next time, may the pegs be stopped and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Do the throw test. I can plunk Hasmo off your forehead. You said Hasmo. I said Phasma. You said Hasmo. I said Phasma. I'm pretty sure you said Hasmo, and I'm like, who's Hasmo? They put a really high gloss liqueur over it. Lacquer. Not liqueur. They're going to put a cognac over it. (laughs) They put a really high glass. The small SE44C blaster pistol. It's the pistol. Yes. Sean Connery. Goulash.